0: If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here is your host, Brian Reinbold.
1: Welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist because, you know, I don't fly the rockets. I just help make sure the trip gets accomplished. And, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, you'll, you'll get the, uh, uh, the, the rocket analogy when you go to my LinkedIn profile and you see the uh, Apollo 11 parade uh, taking place in the background. I, I just love that story. You know, the idea of the difference between a mission and purpose. Um, the idea that uh, that that the, uh, the the mission of sending a man to the moon and bringing him home safely to the earth by the end of this decade that John Kennedy talked about in 1962 uh, that was a great mission. but what was the purpose? The purpose was exemplified in the parade and that's the um, bringing the people of this country together to achieve something because as Kennedy put it we do these things not because they're easy but because they're hard because that brings out the best in us and uh, that you know that's just kind of an off-the-cuff ad-lib start here I've been talking with uh, my friend Luke Reno before the show and uh, I, I know you weren't expecting me to be talking about John Kennedy and uh, and rocket science and stuff like that but uh <laughs> Uh, I I can't help it I love that I love that analogy welcome to the show Luke
2: hey thank you I'm so glad to be here and that um, that brought me into a great space immediately Um, I never thought about it in that way what was the purpose and that purpose in bringing people together to achieve something of of a great challenge something that's difficult that was inspiring Thank
1: you. Yeah. You know, that, and that you know, I, I, I've referred to myself as the mission specialist because, uh, you know, we, Brave Hearts for Kids, the, uh, the, the founder of, uh, of Bravehearts Radio originally, you know, Brave Hearts for Kids, a pediatric cancer organization, is founded by uh, Jeremy and Amy Jacobs. And Jeremy is one of the people that runs NASA in Houston. And so I, I, I always like the idea that I don't fly the rockets. I just help make sure the trip gets accomplished. I've been, I've been involved with that. I've been involved with, um, you know, being in being with something and, and helping make sure th- good things happen. And I guess maybe that's how we connected because I just, um, I, 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 I love the idea of the goodness tour and, uh, and, uh, Luke, when, um, when when we met, one of the things I I, I think I, I mentioned to you early on was uh, looking at your videos, looking at your music videos, and um, you know, um, uh, w- welcome to my house. I think is the is the name of one, right? Um, yes. yes, Welcome to my house, and that's that's so well done. And and just to see you, you know, singing and and the way you're you're just dancing and interacting with the people, uh, I I've for a long time, I've I've given the advice, uh, don't ask what the world needs. Instead, ask what makes me come alive? And then do that. And uh, I believe that what we find is when we do that, we find that's what the world wanted from us after all. And uh, when we first met, I said, Luke, I don't know that I've ever seen anyone that exemplifies that idea of doing what makes you come alive the way you do. And um, so when, when you and, and Benjamin said you're going to be in Columbus um, in November, you know, when we talked uh, late this uh, summer, I think it was, I said, man, if you guys are be, going to be in Columbus, I'm going to be in Columbus because that's what the mission specialist needs to do. So uh, that's, that's what we did. That's what that we met for the first time there. And how many people do we know that we've met um, online or in, in such uh, over the last couple of years that, you uh, uh, we, we've never met in person. Uh, it was, yeah. it was really a treat to be able to spend time with you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I, f- I felt the same. I was so glad you came.
1: And uh, the, uh, the event was um, uh, at the base camp, um, the uh, base camp recovery center. And you were doing, uh, you were doing uh, music for the people there.
2: Yeah, that's right. It was, um, it was, uh, it was a 10-day program for our nonprofit organization, The Goodness Tour. And actually, the program was being sponsored by a foundation called the Reed Foundation, um, reaching everyone in distress. Um, and the Reed Foundation was founded by some parents and family members of a young man who lost his life and lost, lost the battle to addiction. And they created this foundation um, out of a desire to bring the power of music and art to uh, people facing the battle of addiction. But it goes yeah. a, lot, a lot further. But so the Goodness Tour, and that's what the Goodness Tour is. That's what we created. Oh, maybe it's like eight years ago now. Um, The Goodness Tour is music and art for people facing adversity. And so we found pretty much through our own lives, through our own personal study, um, uh, each of us and the founders of the Goodness Tour and all the team members, we've all been deeply struck by the power of music and art as a healer, as a mode for transformation, as a mode for joy, happiness, self-betterment, just a remarkable tool um, for, uh, for, yeah, for bettering human lives. And really that roots down to creativity. Really it's creativity, which can come in yeah. some forms, but we try to evoke creativity we try to instigate so we'll go to a refugee camp um we'll go to a disaster zone after hurricane we've we've gone to lots of places after hurricanes and we work with people oftentimes either in shelters or even we go to areas that are devastated and we go into the into the rubble after a hurricane or a war and we um We First, we bring the jubilance of music and arts. We play and we give concerts ourselves. We kind of wake up the soul in that way. And then ultimately, we try to shift it to the point that the people we're working with are then singing themselves. And they're writing their own song. And they're Mm -hmm. painting their own paintings of what they experienced. And uh, it's an amazing... um, and, uh, and yeah, and we've, we've just seen the need it's, the need is all over the world. So yeah. we have given ourselves to that mission and, uh, we go, we go and do it.
1: Yeah. Well, that, you know, the, um, uh, bringing music and art to, um, people facing adversity is, uh, that, that's a, that is a, a terrific message and that, that is the goodness to tour. a goodness tour, it's thegoodnesstour.org uh, for, for listeners that want to go check that out, uh, and you know, I, and uh, as a uh, you know, it, it just a it heads up for the listeners uh, for Bravehearts Radio. When you go to goodnesstour.org, you, you you may need to uh, plan to spend some time there because uh, I remember when I f- was first introduced to, uh, to to you, Luke, and uh, and uh, and to Benjamin. Um, uh, Sharon Schreiber had uh, connected me with you guys and she said, go to thisgoodnesstour.org." tour.org. And I, I went there, and I spent a couple hours on the site and looking at music videos and, and just absolutely falling in love with you guys and what, uh, what you do. Uh, and I, I, I remember, uh, I don't think I came up with this, but I remember this and it's the idea that food, clothing, and shelter uh, are life. Um, music and art are quality of life. And, and that brings out the creativity in people and really, um, I think, I think it, 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 it makes everything worthwhile, right?
2: Yes. Yes. That's right. Because, you know, you think about, I was talking to someone and we were talking about how, you know, before a hurricane or a tornado or some t- type of traumatic experience yeah. comes and, and comes into your life, um, you know, before that, you don't just—you didn't just live off of food. You know, like parts of our lives that make us come to come alive, yeah. And yeah just like in the same, so the, so it should be the same
1: afterwards, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, your, uh, the uh, the original story that uh, uh, that I remember about you, Luke, is the uh, uh, Katrina trip. And uh the question, should I take the guitar? Oh yeah. Not? Yeah. And and you did. And that 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 one decision, man, that uh that changed the path, right? Yes. Yes. That was uh that was
2: like the stepping off of the waterfall or the um <laughs> you know, the uh the call to adventure, I guess of Joseph Campbell. That was the um, and the list there, so what Brian's talking about is, um, um, this was right after hurricane Katrina, uh, struck the Southern Gulf of the United States. And, uh, this was in 2005, if I yeah. have it right. Wow. And, uh, um, I knew I wanted to go help. I was time off my job and I just wanted to volunteer because I, my heart just shattered seeing, um fellow people in our country wading through water and asking for help so i signed up for red cross and i just had to take a four-hour class and i was i was booked to fly down for two weeks and i had this whole decision moment about whether to bring my guitar or not um because that was the kind of i was a budding musician then and um part of me wanted to bring it and part of me was very afraid because I knew if I brought it, I would have to be really brave in the way that I would have to put myself out there to play a song. I had never done that at that point. I'd never, I never played a song to someone just stripped, full of pain, stripped down from what they know in tears. Someone had lost a lot. Like I didn't know how would I play my my songs are very upbeat, happy, positive. Mm-hmm. How would I play my happy songs? to somebody who lost their homes. And I didn't know that answer and I was very scared of it. So I was coming up with all kinds of reasons to not bring the guitar. Like, yeah, music is a side thing. That's not, you know, whatever. Oh, that's my ego. I don't, I don't wanna, I'm not like trying to impress playing music. I made up all these reasons. And I was like, I'm just going there to lift sand. And, help. and I made up all these excuses, but then literally the moment I was walking out the door I was looking at the guitar and I grabbed it. And uh, thank thank God because uh that was um that was what changed my life and sent me on this whole trajectory because yeah. uh I went down there. I, I did a TED talk on this. Um, I think it was called what is it called? Um open follow your intuition and the freedom song. Yeah. Uh, but basically what happened was I went with the guitar and I actually music. I realized pretty quickly was the most powerful thing I had to bring. And I wrote a song with a group of kids in the shelter called the freedom song. We wrote it together. It inspired the whole shelter. And then that song ended up going around the world. Actually five years later, when the two time Grammy award winning artist, Jason Mraz um, contacted me and asked to do a cover of the freedom song and send it all around the world and tell the story of how it was born. And nice. that developed a relationship with with he and I that resulted in our band being on tour with Jason Mraz and then, and then traveling all over the world dealing with human rights and freedom. So all from a song and all from a choice, right? To bring the guitar. And what I always come back to is that I was afraid to bring that guitar I was afraid, I believe, of all the light that was going to come through me or come out. Wow. of my this, this is the thing that I'm curious about because, um, and this reminds me of that Marianne Williamson quote that Nelson Mandela used in his inauguration speech, which was, it is not our darkness, but our lightness that we are most afraid of. Who are we to be bold, beautiful? Mm, I don't know the rest. I don't know if I have the wording exactly right, but the main point is, it's not our darkness, but our lightness that we are most afraid of.
1: Actually, who who yeah. are we not to be? How dare you shrink from that? That's our. That's why we're yes. here. That's that. I think that's. I don't know if that's what she said, but that's the gist of it. I think is that that's that's why we're here. And there's 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 there's, there's an analogy I like is is I heard a knocking at the door of my heart. I had to open up the door to let the light out into the world. And that surprises people because they think, oh, there's something coming at us from outside. And it's like, no, this, this, this comes from within. This comes through us. And, yes. and that's a that's kind of a cool aha moment for a lot of people when they when they realize that, when they find that, you know,
2: and there must be some part of ourselves that wants to remain small, there must be something in the brain that wants to stay maybe a yeah, a caterpillar, when yeah. you're about to basically tr- be transformed into a butterfly there's some part of us because I recognize it because I, I always ask myself what is that nervousness especially mm-hmm. when it comes to social things where it's like you're not going to die like I mean I understand the nervousness of of an actual cliff you're trying to jump off or you're trying to you know do something and as there's a physical chance you have a nervousness of your f- physical safety but when it comes to the nervousness of taking chances in society, taking chances on an idea, on putting yourself out there, on standing up on stage and singing your song, that, that fear and that nervousness is what really interests me because I've learned to recognize that it is a nervousness. It's a scared or nervousness about the light that's going to come through you, that something great. Something great might happen, and that's why I trust it now. That's why I say, oh, boy, <laughs>
1: you you got to do it. Man, we got – you know, I know we got some work to do. I just – you know, last week I had um, uh, Shez Liby and Amy Millen on the show, and we were talking about – the uh, artichoke alchemy and peeling those armor-plated, uh, uh, you know, parts of the artichoke off. And that's, uh, we've all got that, you know, we get uh, to, to get to the heart. We've got those things that we we have as our defense mechanisms, I, I suppose. And uh, yeah. you know, we, we yeah. uh, Shez and Amy, we, we talked about, we got, we got a lot more work to do. We got, we got a lot more Bravehearts radio <laughs> shows because we're, we're, start, we're, we're, uh, we're just beginning to peel back, and understand those things because um, you know, like we all have a book in us. Uh, and from your perspective, you might say, you know, we all have a song in us. What do you think of that?
2: Hmm. Yes, I. Um, I do. I do feel absolutely. We 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 all may have a song with us. I. I mean, more importantly, I, I think we all should uh, sing, um, whether mm. we feel like we're good at singing or not. <laughs> Uh, there should be a place even if you even if you think your voice is terrible and you know and or you know or it's non-natural to carry a tune yeah. and 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 that happens some people don't have that natural carrying of tune so so yeah maybe they're not meant to stand up and sing to everyone because mm-hmm. you know solo or whatever because but there still should be a place for all of us to sing whether it's with a group of people you yeah. In a safe area where, where it doesn't matter, where the there's some center that is carrying the tune and and because um, well, uh, singing is a freedom we all
1: deserve. Because that was part of the work you and Shia were doing at um, at Base Camp in Columbus was was um, to you know bring that song out from people and uh, and ha- have each you know have people participate in the creation of a new song. Yes. Yep, that's
2: right. It's where folks could either their contribution could be either the writing, the lyrics. It could be um, it could be just simply the subject. Then others are natural with melodies; they yep. can come up with melodies. Yeah. Um, others are drawn to instruments. Um, others put the whole thing together. Yeah, uh, but we love to show that where every person. Can feel what it's like to contribute to yeah. the creation of a song. No. that just gets to the heart of creation.
1: Yeah, I know you're a lot younger than I am, Luke, but uh, you you remember a guy named Steve Perry? Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, he sang for he sang uh, he was lead singer for Journey. Okay. Um, oh, yes. And, um, I sound just like Steve Perry when I sing "Alone in My Car." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Perfect. You know, don't we all sound great when we're, when we're, not, when we're not, when we don't have the pressure to perform?
2: Oh yeah. Cause you're, uh, well then also too, because you're totally free and you're totally relaxed. And if you imagine, yeah. so when you're, when you're in your car, you're ideally, usually you're not bringing any self judgment towards yourself. You're not yeah. even, you're just putting it out. You're not yeah. worrying about the sound. You're feeling the joy of singing freely yeah
1: that's coming through and yeah
2: yes and I love to to create the space for that with yeah. groups and with people because um to feel that first in impulse yeah no sense of judgment just freedom to a free space to let it out yeah Because it is, and I, you know, and I still remember, I hold close in my memory what it was like in the early days for me singing. I remember that sheepishness and incredible shyness because I think I could feel, it does feel like a bearing of the soul. To sing, to sing like solo in front of a group of people listening and just you and your singing. Uh, Talk about naked, feeling naked. And there must be, it must be because singing is connected to the soul. But I, I had to go down train tracks and I had to hide where nobody was around. I wasn't even comfortable in the basement of my mom and stepdad's place in Seattle. When I was staying down in their basement in my early twenties, I wasn't even comfortable letting my voice go free, even with the sound of people walking outside. That they might hear my croak, yeah. so I had to go down train tracks to try to feel that freedom of discovery. And I always say, like, shine the, um, shine the flashlight in the attic of my voice, so I knew what was in there. So you don't open up your voice and suddenly go, oh, and here comes a, you know, a bunch of dust and all kinds of like a crazy old suitcase that you didn't know. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, that's what I shared with everybody. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and I, you know, I, I found when, when I sing along, um, uh, and I, I'm not I'm not a lead singer by any means, but you know, when I when I sing along, uh, you know, in my car, for example, I, I sing in my own voice now. I don't try to I don't try to you know hit the high notes and <laughs> things like that yeah. uh, because I, I've I've got a, I've got a range, and uh, you know, just listening to me, you can probably tell you know he, he, he's not going to do Michael Jackson, right? So uh, um, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Picking, picking your right key. Picking yeah. your right key. Oh, boy. I remember jumping in on some karaoke, even as a professional musician. And I chose the wrong song. And oh. I felt like I felt like a terrible singer because I chose a song that was in a key that was harder than mine. And I, I had to reconvince myself that I was a singer because I thought I sounded I, so bad.
1: I, the, 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 I got a specialty for karaoke. I do uh, Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire you know because uh it's it's so it it's just so rapid fire that uh it's it's like how do you know that you know and then yep. uh
2: what more can
0: i say yeah.
1: Yeah, the end of the world as we know it. there's another good one like that. And uh, young Americans, you know, there's there's uh, there's some great songs oh, that if you awesome. can do them on karaoke, you know, that's a that's a that's a that's a test. Hey, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go to a break here, but we will be back uh, on the other side of sixty seconds uh, with uh, Luke Reno from the Goodness Tour, tour dot org, and uh, stick with us um, back on the other side of sixty
0: seconds. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to braveheartsforkids.org. That's braveheartsforkids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinvold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at specialist at braveheartsradio.org. You're part of Brave Hearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 472 5788. You may also email Brian. His email is specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show.
1: And welcome back, Brave Hearts. You're listening to Brave Hearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You know, mission specialist because it's your parade. I just help make sure you're in it. And uh, I love that, um, uh, that the idea of helping out, uh, you know, the the Goodness Tour. I got Luke Reno, one of the founders of the Goodness Tour with me today. Uh, we we always have a good time when we get a chance to talk, Luke. Um, uh, one of the things that, uh, it, you know, I mentioned in the first segment about um, looking at all the videos on the Goodness Tour website. And there was, there was a... Um, a, a story. Uh, one of the stories is uh, Benjamin with I think the Prime Minister of the Bahamas, and there's uh, there's a picture in the background, um, and it's when when you guys were in the Bahamas after the hurricane there. But uh, t- tell me, uh, uh, and, and the Braveheart uh, listeners, tell us uh, about um, about the Bahamas, and uh, and I, I know there's some other really good things that happened because of that trip. So uh, I let <laughs> I let you just roll with that.
2: Yes, absolutely. So we um if if everyone hopefully remembers hopefully that got around the world well enough that that Hurricane Dorian um struck the Bahamas and this was in t- two two years ago now well yeah 2019. Well 2019. no. 18. Um yes, yeah, so yeah, now, okay, now it's making me think, but I, I'm pretty sure yeah. it was 20, 2019. 2019, um, okay. Um, but Hurricane Dorian um, was a, a very, it was, was a huge uh, disaster for the Bahamas. It, mm-hmm. it struck um, Abaco, the the islands of Abaco and um, Grand Bahama, um, Freeport, which is on Grand Bahama. So those were got majorly hit. There's some other mm-hmm. little that got more but it was um, uh, it was it was like a, uh, it was literally like a massive tornado you know yeah. the effect of this particular Big. hurricane um, kind of looked like literally a bomb and hit those islands. Yeah. Um, and so we got the call, I say the heart call, yeah um, that's what we move off of a lot with the goodness tour um, to go help. It really we 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 heard the cries of of help and and need and and you know we said we got to get over there with the goodness tour um and um yeah to bring some hope and encouragement um, through the power of music and art and yeah. that in itself folks are just starting to understand yeah. you know right we we every once in a while we get like some skepticism which doesn't bother us at all anymore because we've seen the, the miracles that music yeah. and art can create for someone who has just experienced trauma. And we've seen how it can save, save lives because it's, it's really, it's, 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 it's a mental health provider. Um, so what ended up happening is um, actually we, we, we sent a small team, which was just myself and my best friend, Benjamin Suátez, the, the, the co-f- another co-founder of the Goodness Tour. Um, actually, actually on the original trip, actually Shez Leiby um, came with us um, the first day to kind of help assess the trip. And wow. um, she did a lot of coordination getting us over there. So did the rest of the Tour team. And Sharon Schreiber helped us... Um, fundraise and dana walden and the rest of the team was all in the mix um my alexis and so but benjamin and i ended up being the two point team members that were over there was when art i was doing music and what ended up happening is we ended up kind of being divided by two islands and focusing benjamin was on abaco and he was painting dozens of murals of hope and he would choose a wall that going to stand a wall in a building that was going to be rebuilt or kept and he would encourage locals to join in with him and he would create these incredible images of rebirth of a mother holding a leaf and a child in it and he's huge like two stories tall Mm -hmm. and you know and what that would do I got to be over there and I got to witness um people driving by when I would go visit him and play music in front of the mural and I'd see people stop and in tears and stand out and just yeah. say, I can't tell you what this means to me every day. When I drive by, you know, this island looks like a disaster zone, it's depressing. And he's like, every day I drive by as I'm going on my mission to rebuild my home and I see this painting that you're making. I can't tell you what it does for all of us. Yeah. And really what it is, is it's showing, he's, he's showing creation amidst Mm -hmm. destruction
1: yeah
2: and that showing of creation gives that feeling of rebirth and hope and then when everybody joins in on the painting it starts to do something and your spirit needs to be strong if you're facing a new life after losing everything it needs to be strong and art is art and music is something that can help you process that so while he was doing that I'm just kind of going off here. Should I just keep running? along? just
1: keep. Well, you know, and (laughs) and, uh, I, I, I I just, um, I'm reminded of of the, you know, one of the when when somebody says, "Oh, this means a lot to me," one of the reasons it it has that kind of impact is because the way Benjamin goes about that is is that he doesn't go in and say, "I think this is what I'll paint." He finds out from the people what would be meaningful for you here right now. And, and that, that's, so a, that's so a different perspective. That's, that, that's really healing. I'm
2: so glad you said that, Brian, because that, that's really one of the, the geniuses and sensitivities, heart sensitivities that's so powerful of Benjamin. And, and that's the climate we have in the goodness tour, which is he seeks to find out what, are, what is the local imagery, like you said, that inspires people. He, and he seeks to find out what, what do they want to see? And he basically opens himself up to their imagination. And what is the future that they want to see visualized? So he has conversations with people and it's like, he finds out what are their hopes for the future? What do they want to see? How do they want to better? And he encompasses that. And then he puts it on the wall. You know, it's giving me chills right now. Just thinking about really the power of what that does.
1: Um, well, and, and you're so in the then, you're you're in the Bahamas yeah. right now, so that you know, so chills are. I mean, for you to get chills, that's yeah. uh, you know, it's 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 warm there. It's not like Chicagoland here. It's uh, where we actually have chills, you know. So, uh, but uh, so and, and you 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 want you're <laughs> you're right. So you're in the Bahamas. You, you you kind of wound up staying there.
2: Yeah. So so my trajectory, as we kind of talked about Benjamin and. The murals and painting classes he did on abaco yeah i ended up with music we ended up deciding that i could give the best service to the folks who were living in shelters in nassau the folks the survivors of hurricane dorian who had evacuated to save their lives and were then living in nassau either in homes or shelters mm-hmm. And what I began to do is just evoke the power of a music and slowly started helping dozens of people write their own songs. And, mm-hmm. uh, and we st- started the beginnings of a musical and, um, incredible. And these songs we would perform in the shelter, but then the songs were so beautiful that even Nassau is the ca- capital mm-hmm. and they have a big grand, um, a Christmas lighting ceremony and some of these folks performed their songs on national television and actually created a moment that was life-changing for them where there's these teenage girls called the Abaconian sisters that's what they named themselves in my music class in the shelter and they wrote these songs and got to perform on the, the grand stage in front of the you know national TV and they told me you know this experience. We they say, say we feel bad saying this, but this experience makes us happy, makes us almost cold in hand. You know, and obviously nobody's really glad about the tragedies or anything that happened to mm-hmm. people. But for youth to say that, yeah, that's showing that we're taking a traumatic experience and through the power of art, we're um, we're 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 kind of it's like alchemy. We're changing yeah. it into. You know, it's the, it's the ultimate of lemons to lemonade and that's what art can do. And Dr. Shez talks a lot about alchemy on our team, Dr. Shez. And
1: um, yeah, we talked about that last week on, uh, on the radio show, the Artichoke Alchemy. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. you remind me of the, you know, I, I use the, uh, the coin analogy a lot, and um, I, I've been using it with COVID, you know, because on the head, on, on heads, head side of the coin, on, on the face of it, COVID is something that has been misery and suffering for so many people in so many ways. But the tail side of that very same coin is the relationships that we have created with people literally from around the world because of our need to be adaptable. And I think that's what, uh, what, what you were describing with the, uh, the Abaconian sisters, where they, you know, they, they, they uh, on the face of it, the, the, the hurricane was a disaster, but the, the tail side of that same coin was uh, something that came from it, which was their relationship with one another and, and the music that they created and, and the ability to, uh, to be there and, and just be that light for them.
2: That's right. That's right. It was, it was, it was, it was beautiful to watch. And, and I myself ended up getting given a great gift. I mean, when you serve, you're always given a gift, Mm -hmm. but in this circumstance, as I was there working with, um, the youth and adults in the shelter in Nassau, Bahamas, um, in the process, I ended up, um, meeting a Bahamian, a young Bahamian woman at, um, that is now my wife. <laughs> uh, we fell in love. Um, she was she was not in the shelter. She was volunteering. She was another she was another helper. She she had been on Nassau where the hurricane hadn't um, you know wrecked too much ha- you know hadn't hadn't destroyed her home or anything. So she was in the place of a lot of other Bahamians from other islands that were helping their fellow islanders who had you know had to escape, had to survive. So Mm -hmm. she was volunteering. Um, We fell in love and, uh, and yeah, she's, she's now my wife. We, we got married um, legally, but our, because of the pandemic, we had to put off our ceremony Mm -hmm. with all our family until actually under three weeks from now on January 5th, we're having our official wedding and all of my family is coming to the Bahamas and so that's the wild thing for me is the fact I pinch myself that I <laughs> that I even live in the Bahamas now. Like I, you know, I'm a I'm a country boy from the mountains of Washington State mm-hmm. where heavy snow in the winter, mm-hmm. warm summers, big fall with tree colors, all the seasons. Um, <clears throat> never had seen with my own eyes, really the turquoise blue water growing up. Yeah. And now, and now to be living in the Bahamas and to think, you know, I came over here to help out after the hurricane. I came to give a gift and I got given the greatest gift. I got yeah. given my my wife, my life partner.
1: Wow. A good story. Um, you know, and, and um, I, you know, I, I think I mentioned to you when, before we went on the show, I, 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 just, I haven't gotten my invitation to the wedding yet, um, but <laughs> i said it. it.
2: it's coming it's coming it's coming in
1: yeah not, <laughs> email. yeah not uh um it's uh a, it's a kind of a kind of yeah let's go on on, on an international radio show and <laughs> let everybody know i want to go to luke's wedding
2: <laughs> there you we go okay i gotta i gotta just figure yeah. out a like uh yeah a slot gotta, this
1: one I I don't know, I'll probably bring my guitar too you know so <laughs> Oh yeah cuz you never know Yeah the electric got the electric guitar in the background there Yeah <laughs> so we you know we we do these um we do the podcast on Zoom so you know the um uh the, the folks listening, we have to paint them a word picture, you know, for, for radio listeners, you know, so I got, a, right. I got an electric guitar in the background. I guess you can't really see it over there, but my, uh, my acoustic guitar is over there too. And Luke, I, I, oh, yeah. I think, I think I had asked you about this, uh, you know, learning to play uh, the guitar. Um, I, I haven't, I, I have guitars. I, I you know, I, I've never learned to play. I realized that after I bought my first guitar, um it was something like uh I, I bought it at the same time i, I bought a book on uh, speaking russian and i i, I, I realized yeah. that i wanted to be able to speak russian i wanted to be able to play the guitar but i wasn't necessarily <laughs> i wasn't necessarily uh willing to put on in the work <laughs> to learn it um it's you it, it, there's a lot of work to that isn't there
2: Oh, that it is, you know, I was, I was just talking to somebody the other day about learning the guitar, how um, I feel like the, at the beginning of learning a guitar, it's actually pretty frustrating and painful. Yeah. I feel like, whereas, whereas a piano, you're able to kind of get your hands down and you're able to kind of like, boom, boom, pretty quickly. Oh yeah. But like the chords, I remember when my dad showed me my first chords to the guitar I remember I got so frustrated. I was like, I mean, it literally, I was like, I think within a minute or two, I said, Oh yeah, this is not for me. I don't have the right hands for it. You know, you start making an excuse. Like I was like, Oh, my hands are small. Like, I mean the G chord, I couldn't believe it. Like, Oh, I got to put my finger up here, this finger here. And this one here Um, it's a really delicate kind of Painful, awkward stretches of the fingers if you oh, haven't, yeah. but I, but but anybody that really has the call and dedicates themselves, um, after a while, it's that it is. It's like I, I always say with when I teach guitar that you start out you're like the Tin Man, and you know how the Tin Man and Wizard of Oz needed oil in our yeah. joint yeah. to move, and I feel like your oil. Is just practice time. Okay. The more you go, boom, put the cord on, take the cord off, put the cord Mm -hmm. on, take the cord off. You're, you're oiling it up and you won't believe it. Then all of a sudden you can play three chords in the space of a month. Yeah. and then it grows and grows from there. So looks yeah. like we just went into an instant beginner's guitar lesson here. Yeah, we did. You know,
1: it's it's a little <laughs> bit. It well, it reminds me a little bit of, of some of the workouts I do. You know, I had Jim Hall on the on the show, and I, he's my personal trainer, and uh, uh, he's a great personal trainer, but he's even a better philosopher. Um, and uh, some of the exercises I do, and it's like, okay, this. Oh yeah, now I remember how to do that and and you can you can you can do it but otherwise I'm just like like a like a fish out of water or something like that just i that i don't know what I'm supposed to be doing oh now I remember and it's it seems like that what you're what yep. you're with your uh, G chord, you know, put your fingers in this position, and that, and that makes it work, right? So, uh, uh, you know, we cover all kinds of topics here on Brave Hearts Radio shows. It doesn't doesn't have to be something that we decided to talk about beforehand. We talk about guitar lessons and and getting started on that. Um, but I guess one of the things I wanted to be sure to do is is to uh, give a, a thank you to uh, the Reed Foundation. Um, uh, Rex Alsace and his, uh, his family, uh, the, the, the great loss of their son Reed, um, and uh, you know the the, uh, the motivation that that he's, he he has now to uh, uh, bring, um, I guess bring art and music to people to help heal. Um, and uh, this, uh, the way I understand it is that uh, he's he's really on a mission for that now, too.
2: Yes, he is. And, um, God, just to, to, to speak about Rex, um, you know, he's, he's an inspiring person in the way that he, how, how much, how much he is moving from the heart and how much he's doing right now. And we've, we've gotten to spend a lot more time with him than also, um, um, reads, reads mother, Lori Elsass, Mm -hmm. and then, um, his brothers, um, who I'm looking forward to meet who are, are absolute artists and inspiring people. Um, so we're, you know, we're going to continue to get to know the family more, but Rex, Rex is who we spent a lot of time with Rex Elsass. And, um, and he is on a trajectory now after dealing with the the just unsurmountable, you know, unimaginable pain of the mm-hmm. loss of his son. Um, he is so dedicated towards um, towards helping helping to heal, helping to create tools and opportunities for youth and adults um, facing addiction, um, helping to create uh, a way through that. And through through their foundation, Reed Foundation, and they're working with music and art, and uh, yeah, and they're working with all all kinds of modalities for, for healing. Uh, but um, I know it's a great spiritual God mission for him that mm-hmm. he's um, he's 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 fully he's fully dedicated to.
1: Well, I, I remember the, uh, the last night of the, uh, event in Columbus and, and he spoke and he described Reed as his best friend. You know, that's, uh, you know, father son relationship. That's pretty special. Um, he also seems to possess a tremendous intuition about, uh, the value of, of, uh, art and music. Uh, and I, I, uh, I was asked recently, you know, how how is it that you what is it, what is intuition to you? And I I, I thought about it, and uh, it occurred to me that intuition is knowing but not knowing why. And so there's there's uh, Rex's intuition about the uh, art and music, and then there's um, uh, Doctor Rob's science and Dr. Shev's science and Amy, the the science that they put together to say, yeah, we, we know this works. And then they're, they're developing the science to show why. And I think what that does is that makes, that makes what, what they do with the the work that's being done replicatable and that, uh, allows service to so many more people. Um, yes,
2: which is, uh, which both are so powerful, the two of those
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, that you described, and actually, I was looking for, um, I was looking for something. Oh, I I I feel like absolutely Rex wouldn't mind me sharing this, but Rex had sent me uh, a text that you made me think of when you were talking about intuition Mm -hmm. as being something, you know, but not know why. Yeah. Um, I don't know why this came to me, but he sent me a text that said, your soul doesn't have ears. So I believe music is music in heaven is felt not heard. I suspect Mm. that's why we call it the sound of emotion Mm. And this was a contemplation that he had just had in the m- morning that he had sent. Yeah. But um, that was coming from quite a deep place around um, music. And if you do, you know, depending if you do believe we have souls, yeah. your soul doesn't have ears. So I believe music in heaven is felt,
1: not yeah. heard, I
2: suspect. It's pretty interesting stuff,
1: I think. Good stuff. You know, there's a reminds me of, the, of a quote, and I know I've shared this with you. Uh, um, we All of us spend our whole lives waiting and listening for the voice of the genuine within us. It is the only true guide you will ever have. And if you cannot hear it, you will all your days spend your life at the ends of strings that someone else pulls. Well, that voice of the genuine that's that's a voice that when I when I think of of, of my genuine question. voice, it's a voice that speaks in in knowing rather than in words. Um. So it's a it's a it's a it's a sense of knowing. So to me, that's I, I guess that's intuition. You know, knowing but not knowing why. And so I always love yeah. me, meeting up with these scientists, you know, the people that say, well, we're going to figure out why we're going to be able to prove this. We're going to test this. We're going to study it. We're going to 30 days, 60 day, 90 day, you know, and, and, and say, this is, this is why it works because I don't guys like you guys, like me, this is the guys like Rex, we know it works, but you know, maybe we can't say why, you know, just like it, it just does. And then the, the balance of, of working with, with, um, with the uh, with with the people that give us the science to that that give us the why, you know. So.
2: Yes. Yes, um, and, and putting the both together
1: is uh, yeah. is such a powerful
2: match of, um, and I guess you know there is benefit in studying the why. Um. Sometimes you do learn you do learn more, and maybe yeah. you even more respect or aha in understanding. <laughs> oh. What is it we're actually doing? Because like with the goodness story, we have that sometimes where we know, just like you said, we know, but then we've had to study the why sometimes or the, what it is in order to communicate it to Mm -hmm. folks who don't know. And then that's helped us know a little more what we're doing, even though we already knew, but we've had to like try to verbalize it.
1: Yeah.
2: but that quote that you just said, I remember you told me that quote when we went out to dinner and I yeah. had to say it again about how, could you say it one more time?
1: All of us spend our whole lives waiting and listening to the for the voice of the genuine within us. It's the only true guide you will ever have. And if you cannot hear it, you will spend all of your days at the ends of strings that someone else pulls. That's Howard Thurman is the... Uh, origin of that quote
2: so i love that quote so much and i think i realize why i love it so much it just it just sparked um a realization in me a memory of why i um why i had a a life-altering moment when i was in the middle of college i was in my second year of college at the university of washington in washington state and um I was studying acting and filmmaking. I wanted to Hmm. be a film director. And um, I had this amazing class that was teaching me the intro to voice. It was an acting class. But really what she started teaching was breath. And then really what she was doing was leading us through meditation without calling it meditation. Ah. And that class was provoking such depth in me. I started embarking on this journey where I was following this call where I realized I wanted to know something in myself that no one else could tell me. I wanted to I suddenly realized I wanted to bust off the curriculum of whatever is laid before me from by others and I wanted to know something totally from within. And within that I decided I wanted to take a hitchhiking trip
1: and, and that, that's I, uh, that sounds like that sounds like another uh, another yeah. episode of the show we're we're exactly. we're right we're right about at the time here. <laughs> okay you
2: got it. Uh, you, I'll, I'll hit the pause button there you got me you just got me so excited well um
1: we're gonna yeah we're gonna yeah. have to come back with your hitchhiking yeah, hike, hiking tr- trip and uh i know that i know benjamin's got a story about uh hitchhiking to buenos aires so uh Yes. Uh, we'll, 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 <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> no problem, man. No problem. I Bra- love that. Braveheart, awesome. Bravehearts, thanks for joining us again this week. We'll see you again soon. Um, be with us uh, every Monday live uh, or wherever you, whenever you feel like uh, listening to podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, until next time, be well and stay well. And remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere.
0: Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time.